When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. Good. Man, how do, how's the weather out there for you young men? It, it's, um, I don't know, it looks a little dark and gloomy, but we always have the shades down. You know, Max isn't like the sun. In it, the studio, it, it gets me in right his in eye. the eyes, man. It's glaring off yeah, the river. No, you don't, you don't. It, it doesn't look good in his face, the sun. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I understand it. Like you I'm saying, Key, like I've been in dark and gloomy for the past seven months. Like I want to have some damn sunshine rays in the studio. Well, it's supposed to be overcast today, but like sixty. Yeah, you but look fine. Give me the sun, please. You look a little pasty. You yeah, know? I, that. I, well, you ain't. You look very tanned, Key. Yeah, I'm gonna be even extra tanned as I. Uh, go to cover the NFL draft this week Ooh. from Vegas. So wait, you got the light gear? What you you wearing the linen on set? Because I know you ain't wearing the heavy wool out there in Vegas. No man, I had some. You know, you just got to tune in to Ooh. NFL Live. Uh, we got a two hour show actually, two hours on uh, Thursday, Friday, and then I'm gonna do first take on Friday with Stephen A. So I'm you know look at I you got, teasing I'm, I'm your be, attire. Look at you. Huh? Look at you teasing your attire. Look oh no! I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm gonna have be to, wearing in the Vegas the, the, heat. The, the, the bad thing, the good thing, and the bad thing is, it's not gonna really be Vegas for me because I'm going there working, and yeah. because I have the show with you guys yeah. so early in the morning, I can't, you know, yeah. can't really turn it in. Max, you know how that goes. Uh, Lies! <laughs> I can't even believe you. Where, where, where are you staying at? No, he. But when? When? when where am he, I staying? Well, the, the, when would he go out? Cause, cause, why would you ask me where yeah, I'm staying on national television? That's fair. That's fair. But like, we act like Vegas doesn't have dope day parties. I mean, you, you act like you well, can't hey, go to okay, sleep so, and then so go here's to the what day party say. for a minute and then go nope, to sleep. Yeah. Early. No, no. Here's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Rehab. You know all no, that no, stuff. No, no, no. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. Is that if anything were to take place and hang out with some friends that happen to be in town, it will be. After tomorrow's show, so, yeah. I will get some a nap, yeah, and then I got about a five-hour stretch yeah. where I can kind of do a little, you know, lay a day party or something. Yeah, yeah lay by the pool, yeah. reply some yeah. emails. toes yeah. out, get my nails yeah. done, whatever, cool. you know, that sort of thing. I'm trying to go. think, though. All right, don't forget about the 3.30 production meeting, please. Yes. <laughs> 7 a.m., it's, it's the show's <laughs> over killer. out there. Of course, well, he would killer. kill me. Yeah, exactly. You see my face. It's like <laughs> you are not excused from that. Thank you. You started at phone doesn't work in Vegas. The towers kind of, you know. You're in the well, seat 45 minutes early. Zoom so works that's on 2 15 a.m. You're gonna have to get up at what 12:30 a.m. latest, right, to be in that seat ready to go 2:15 because you're gonna have to get to the studio and all that. No, what time studio's you... in the building, man. We're, oh, okay, we're, so what time are you waking up? Downstairs. Same time I wake up now. Yeah, it's 1:32. One thirty-two. Well, get I'll work. I'm sorry. I'll wake up at one thirty. Yeah, and get ready, and then Walk come right to the meeting. Okay, right. Yeah, because it's yeah. right there. It's right there in the building. Yeah, right. Built oh man, he's been doing this. This is light 1:30 work for him. One thirty a.m. Like, like, like when is he supposed to I'm, get it in? 
I'm not going to – I can't get it in, Max. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't aren't enough. There's not, there's not it a space in the It doesn't day. work. Well, see, Key, that's Max is I'm messing saying. up, though, because you have to redefine get it in. Like, get it in to Max means go next level. Just being wow. at the environment yeah. is I essentially get, like, just being there. I yeah, can't wait, because yeah. I have dinner and sleep. Right. By the time I eat, I'll, it'll be time to get up and come. You know, you know how that goes. Yes. And by the way, <laughs> next level. Next level. I am if a I have, professional. If I'm on my Jay. second drink, I can't keep my eyes open. I'm sleep deprived. What do you mean next level? One glass of wine? You can't one glass, glass of wine. Problem, one tequila? glass of wine for me is I must, my eyes start to close, man. My body finally says go to sleep. You need I'm sleep. I'm just excited. I'm excited that the NFL draft is here. Uh, you know, every time we show the promos and the, and the different things on television, I get chills in my body because mm-hmm. I'm so excited for all these young men to get drafted and in life changing experience. I've lived it. I've been through it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you see the families, they just be so happy because it just changes everybody's life yeah. for forever. If they handle it a certain way, a lot of new young millionaires. Oh. Every time you hear that sound key, that that's the sound right of money there. to me. <laughs> young new millionaires are arriving on wait, the wait, scene. Wait a second. Where's your money comment to Jay now key? Always, whenever I bring up money, he has to make a money comment about uh, make it to Jay. Max, yeah. do you well, know? Do you know that before the draft, when you start going through the internet, you're like, wait, the second pick in the draft gets how much? Oh my God! No doubt. I just, I just want to yeah, make sure I make the, I make no the money comment. Done. Yes, I make the money comment to you, Max, yes. because Jay was an NBA player who was drafted second overall, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of. Yeah. You know, what I notice is that he new, likes new money. money. What money. I notice is that he likes money just like you like money, just like I like money. That's what I notice. That's <laughs> what different. I notice. All right, listen. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Guys, Kevin Durant, after that loss, man, at least three of those games looked to me like if a team really wanted it, the Nets would have been up 3-1. But anyway, after the loss, post-game presser, just got swept. KD was asked about Steve Nash. Listen, they're going to hear the question too, and Nick Friedel and the response. Just to be clear, do you think that Steve is still the right guy to lead this group? I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah, like Steve's been dealt a crazy hand the last two years. Like, he's been had to deal with so much stuff as a head coach, first time coach, and trades, injuries. You know, COVID, just a lot of stuff he had to deal with. And uh, I'm proud of how he just focused and his passion for us. And, uh, you know, we all, you know, continue to keep developing over the summer and see what happens. I mean, first off, you're going to have three guys making close to $50 million a year, right? Between Kyrie, KD, and then Ben Simmons. So, and you haven't really, you haven't seen those guys play. So over the past two years, you've had to deal with a pandemic. You've had to deal with George Floyd issues. You've had to deal with Kyrie and what the vaccination status is. So you still – and I've been the first one to say that Steve Nash has not been great adjustment-wise throughout the course of the game. But this guy was handpicked by KD. So when you're handpicked by KD to a degree – you're going to give him another year to see what this team actually looks like when you do have Ben Simmons, when you do have Joe Harris, and when you do have KD and Kyrie, once everybody gets on the same page as Kevin Durant, yeah. who needs to set the tone. And coaches, Jay, sometimes, isn't you know, look, man, first-time head coaches, whether you've been an assistant sitting on the bench 
or from afar like a Steve Nash. When you're a first-time head coach, there's going to be an adjustment period no matter who the star players are. You have no stars. He is on the job learning, and it just so happened that he has a couple all-star Hall of Fame players, so he can't get the benefit of the doubt. As far as my money concerned, they need to run it all the way back and give Steve Nash an opportunity because when you're on the job learning, man, you got to make some mistakes. There's going to be some tough choices and decisions and bruises and burns that you're going to go through, and then hopefully you come out on it on the other end. I go back to Pat Riley. Pat Riley never coached. He played like Steve Nash, but when he first took over the Lakers, he never coached before. And then all of a sudden, the rest is history. So you yep. just kind of – let's see how it develops. I know we always say, well, Sam Cassell, get over Sam Cassell's only same, been an yep. assistant coach. Been He's only issue. been an assistant yep. coach. You got to let it develop. Nash. Nash yeah, but, really but, but here's, the, here's the thing experience. that people are missing. So last year, when you're in a critical situation, if you're Steve Nash, mm-hmm. when you turn to your left or Mike your D'Antoni. right – Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni's right there. No right? doubt. You have a coach to rely upon. Ime Yudoka helping you defensively, different schemes, boom. People you can rely upon. Now your staff is different. Now you're a little bit more on the island. Even though Jaquan Vaughn, good staff member, I I love their staff now. It's just it's a different feel when your staff has changed as well. Well, KD made a lot of good points about Nash and what he's had to go through. But I think ultimately, Jay, you're right. They got to work out. KD and Kyrie got to get that relationship straight in terms of whose team it is. And then probably other things will fall in line after that. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. And no, uh, and now, and now, a and no, no frills. And now, a no frills. Not and no, a now frills. That would be ridiculous. Let's go, Max. Let's go. A no frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. Key mentioned he'll be in Vegas this week. A huge change at the top of the draft in Vegas, but what kind of an impact is that going to have on the top pick? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Jeremy Fowler behind the scenes talking about Pusha T beats and everything. That's right. Jeremy, let me, let, me, let me find out you go to clubs, man. Like, you, go to, you ever go to clubs? You, you're a club guy? <laughs> I'm 41, man. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying now, club. but you be coming up here dropping lyrics and bars and That's talking yeah. about rappers. That's I'm right. like, who are you? Talking about who I, Kanye I gives got, his best beats to and everything. I'm saying, I'm like, I just, yeah, I just came from the club. It's what, 6 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What clubs have you frequented? What clubs have you gone to back in the day? My clubs are like Little League baseball fields. I'm like dad. I'm dadded up. I'm not doing any clubs. Add it up. Add it up. Hey, you guys take me out. You can take me out of the club. Jeremy Fowler is giving you the straight talk, as you can plainly hear. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right. Hot news or not news time. John Lynch says he, quote, can't ever imagine trading Debo Samuel. Hot news or not news, Jeremy? I'm going to go hot news. This is the biggest story right now in the league. The draft is slow. Kind of not a lot of storylines. Quarterbacks not so hot, right? Probably won't go in the top 10, but this is the big story, right? Mm -hmm. Can the Jets parlay the 10th pick to get Debo Samuel? That's sort of the feeling right now. And uh, this is strategy for GM John Lynch. He's making clear like, hey, either the offers aren't good enough or we really are going to squat on this and hold him and not trade him, which I think is possible. I do think he's sincere and them definitely not wanting to deal him. This is certainly hot news. There's no question about it, Jeremy. John Lynch has done a tremendous job as a general manager for the 49ers, bamboozling other teams on trades before the draft. He's done a tremendous job on that. And I think the New York Jets, if they went after Tyreek Hill, why not swing for the fences on Debo Samuel? Yeah, I'll say it's hot news from a fan perspective because hearing John Lynch say this, but then also seeing over the weekend Debo Samuels at the club with all the sparklers and the big sign that says you're going to be a San Francisco 49er, and he gives the he kind of slashes the throat. Like, uh, there's something deeper here going on. Yeah, now I want to dig to find true. out where it is. Jeremy, I have that a question for you. I remember the Jets' trade proposal for Tyreek Hill was considered comparable to the one that Miami got in terms of the value of the picks, right. and Miami landed him. Why now, if, if the thought is Debo, maybe his contract shouldn't be at the top of the wide receiver market, right. why are they valuing him more in a trade than Tyreek? Because if you're trying to get the 10th pick in the draft, the Jets didn't have to include that in the Tyreek proposal. Right. They, they don't want to give up the 10th pick. It's more about what it would take. It's going to be a baseline of a first-round pick, it sounds like, for San Francisco to even consider it. Because of the situation, you've got a guy who's three years into his deal, three years into the league, you know, I talked to somebody with the 49ers last night. I said, look, we couldn't break the huddle last year with Debo Samuel. Like, he really held us together. That's a, that's a guy they have a high value on. And so Tyreek wanted out, and he's 28 years old. You know, like, the Jets were offering a, a package. It didn't have a first-round pick, but it had a lot, too. It had multiple twos. Like, the value was such that the Chiefs actually wanted to do that deal with the Jets above the Dolphins. Wow. Tenth pick in the draft. The Bucks restructured Tom Brady's deal to free up $9 million in cap space. Hot news or not news? Sneaky hot news because this frees him up to leave next year. So, like, last year they did a commitment where he signed a one-year extension. This year, eh, not so fast, right? And then it, it coincides with all the drama about what was going, really going on. Why did he retire for 40 days and come back? Why does Bruce Arians retire in March, like, or April, whenever it was? Pretty recent, right? Like, a weird time to do it. So, yeah, it just lines up with, like, okay, this is possibly a one-and-done deal, and, and he could go play in Miami or wherever else he wants to play next year. Yeah, it's, it's not news. Quarterbacks restructure deals all the time in the offseason, so I'm not I'm not going to start germ spreading like Jay would love to <laughs> Yo, do. Oh, you know Come it. On. Start Come on, the, man. You know uh, it. Oh, oh, follow Tom. Tom's going back to New England, I think, or Tom's going over here. I don't. Jay, I just it's something occurred to me because I'm an idiot just now. So why are no, they getting? No, 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 no. This just in. Go yes, ahead. right. Why are they getting? 
Tyreek Hill for a dude who doesn't seem to have the arm strength to go over the top of a defense. What's that about? Oh, they're trying to find out about, oh, no, maybe they're just going to get Tom Brady, Tyreek Hill. Aha. Aha. Waiter, why is the phone? High news. Aha. It's a soup too hot. It's a soup too hot. No, it's a soup too cold. Aha. It was only like seven months ago the guy said, I'm going to play until I'm 50, maybe. I mean, you tell me. I don't know. Miami. Uh-huh. Warm weather, ownership, Tyreek Hill over the top. It's looking Georgia pretty nice. Georgia defensive end Trayvon Walker emerges as a consensus favorite to be the top pick of the NFL draft at Sportsbooks. Hot news or not news, Jeremy Fowler? Mm, I'm going to go not news. Mm. It's just not a sexy draft, man. It's just not. Yeah. It's just that whatever, you know, we're going to spice it up. Um, it, Jacksonville's probably known who they're going to take for a while now. There's not a whole lot of drama here. GM Trent Balky likes guys with explosion and the, the traits and height, weight, speed, and this guy uh, does have that. Oh, so. Trent Balky. And if, and if they – you know, teams are torn. They still think Aiden Hutchinson could be number one. If they pass on Hutchinson, Detroit will probably sprint to the podium uh, and take him at two. Yeah, it's it's not news. They, they, look, the draft is going to be the draft. People are going to watch. It's going to be hype. We're going to figure out how to make it uh, a star-studded event. But in the end, the Jacksonville Jaguars, much like – Jeremy just said right there, Trent Bokey likes big, fast, physical, explosive Crazy. players. And Aiden Hutchinson, for them, I don't necessarily see as a great fit. It may work in Detroit for him. Michigan, Detroit, he's right there. All he has to do is drive right up the road. Yeah, I'll leave all the analysts and breakdown of the NFL draft to you and Key, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> meantime, Brian Gutenkunst says that Aaron Rodgers is his boss. No, what he said is... That he is in constant <laughs> communication with Aaron Rodgers about the team's draft plans. And then, parenthetically, I've learned my lesson. I'm sorry for anything in the past. Please don't leave Aaron Rodgers. All right. Is that hot news or not news? Yes, you? this is sneaky hot news because we talked about the draft not being sexy, but the, really the biggest storyline is are the Packers going to move up and get a receiver? Are they mm. going to package just two first-round picks and go get like a Jameson Williams of Alabama, one of the explosive guys, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State? They've had such success drafting in the second round, though, day two, getting top receivers. I, I'm hearing they're probably going to do that and maybe go with, like, this speedy guy from Baylor, Tyquan Thornton, or one of those sort of exotic options they get in the second round. So oh. if, it's fascinating if they, like, just try to appease Aaron Rodgers or just stick to their plan, which is, like, pick, the, you know, pick a pass rusher, pick the right guy, and then you know, get a receiver later. It's hot news because he's learned that Brian Gutekunst has learned his lesson. Exactly. Don't mess with Aaron Rodgers. Now, <laughs> going to get Jameson Williams at the receiver position, that's not going to help Aaron Rodgers today. It'll help him in December yeah. if the young man comes back healthy. But Aaron Rodgers is on a pitch count. We're watching every move that Aaron Rodgers is making. And for them to really satisfy the situation, they've got to get somebody who can help him in September when the season starts not in December when the season ends. Mm, I think it's hot news because, Jeremy, you said to appease Aaron Rodgers. This whole year has been about appeasing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Look how they acquiesced. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's – I think okay, it's not news because we already knew that this is how it is nowadays. I think they started doing that when they got rid of Mike McCarthy, right? Like, obviously, if he's not getting along with Aaron Rodgers, if that's not working – that and, and the question really becomes, is – Every move toward appeasing Aaron Rodgers, helping or hurting the franchise. It, I, I'd have to say it's helping. They win 13 games every year. They get to the NFC Championship game, although not this year because they lose to San Fran. But I don't know if it's helping enough to get over the top. Right. Well, that's yeah. the thing, though. Like, after 
McCarthy left, they drafted Jordan Love. So that was like mm. the anti-appeasement. But ever since then, they've been trying to sort of scramble to fix that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no he's right. I, I, Jeremy's completely right. They're, they're trying to make up for the Jordan Love kind of, I don't know, stub the toe, so to speak, what they did. But look, they need to draft a receiver, though, and they should draft a receiver. No question about it. Which receiver that'll be and when they'll select that particular receiver – I don't know. They need a. They need first of all, they need a home run hitter. They need a guy who can catch the football. And I know they went and got Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins is as old as dirt right now. He's not going to give them much. He's more into that third position role. They've got to go get a, a Chris Olave, so to speak, a guy who's a home run hitter to replace MVS. Then maybe you find a big body receiver that's a route runner, sure-handed guy somewhere along in the draft. But again. You're talking about young kids that are playing with a veteran like Aaron Rodgers. You're falling into that, so to speak, basketball situation with LeBron James, Jay, where you got young players trying to play with a veteran guy like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want too many young puppies. That's why they went back out there and got Randall Cobb a year ago. Mm. You know, I'm looking at this, and a lot of times there's like a tide in the affairs of men. There's like a little window of opportunity. When they drafted Jordan Love, I start to think about the ripple effects. Let's say instead of drafting Aaron Rodgers' replacement, they get him more help on offense. They use a first-round pick to supplement because they had Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They had Devontae Adams. Now you're looking to replace those guys. It's like you're running in place. If he had one extra weapon, let's say that's the difference between between him getting stopped by Brady and getting over the top over Brady and then winning the Super Bowl. Think of how all legacies change. Now, instead of Brady sitting on seven, he's on six, and Aaron Rodgers has got his second one, right? And he's coming. Like, that was such a monumental moment in that franchise history to draft Jordan Love, and now it's like they're cha- – it seems to me like they're chasing their tails at yeah, this point. Yeah, but they're still right there when you look at it. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we always talk about where the NFC is compared to the AFC. Like, they're still legitimate contenders. So, Jeremy, I will ask you because you would know more so than anybody. Like, with all that being said, you know what I mean, Keith? They're still right there. They are, but they're not yeah, team wins no, every year. They're, they're there's, there's no questions there right there, Jay. I just when – when I look at it, I look at what is it that they really need. And it's about getting the replacement at the receiver position, no question about it. But they also got to upgrade a little bit on defense. And they're right there. Um, Green Bay's in the mix. The division is not very good. Here's what I want to ask you, though, Jeremy, and I know your ears are to the floor, is what are they going to do with Jordan Love on draft day? Could Jordan Love be on the move? If they got a great offer, but I I don't sense that there's a lot of movement there right now. Mm. There's not a lot of momentum for a trade. Um, you know, teams are like really there are only a few teams that are in the mix for a quarterback. Carolina, everybody's waiting on them. They don't really seem to want to do the Baker Mayfield deal right now. I don't think they're completely sold on that. They look at that as sort of a, you know, best of worst case options, like if they don't get a quarterback in the first two rounds of the draft. So there's just not a natural home for love right now. But, that, you know, but he might actually be not. He might be the best quarterback in this draft, though. Yes, that, absolutely. That's the thing. So, but they, it's just not Green Bay's way to trade him. They'd rather keep him, uh, have him as a good backup, and then maybe even re-sign him while Aaron's still there. Like, I know that sounds crazy in today's culture, but Green Bay is a throwback in that way. Like, I, I don't think they're eager to trade him. But isn't that, a more, again, 
they have to draft this, they have to draft that, because they've already lost that. They're not right. getting ahead. They're running in place. Right. Isn't that a monumental failure? The guy's been in the league for two years. This is a weak quarterback draft class. There's always demand, no matter how many jobs are filled, for quarterbacks, and there's not really a market Mo- for them. Move on, move on move from on, though, Jeremy, man. just yeah. like the Arizona Cardinals though. did. But remember, Arizona Cardinals moved on from Josh Rosen, Jay. Yeah, yeah Keaton, right. I was going to say that. You know, every organization has – I mean, when you're drafting at the rate that a lot of these organizations are, like, you're going to have misses. I mean, misses happen all yeah. the time. Like, so the quickest thing you can do is acknowledge the miss, see what you can get for it on the market. If the market doesn't demand anything, then it is what it is. You keep moving forward. Yeah. Man, you yep. can get – if, if I was them, I'd move on from me because in the end, as a backup – what is he really truly going to give you as a back, a young backup? You need a veteran, veteran backup. backup yeah. That's what you need. But what do you yeah. get for him, Key? That's the question. You can get – I mean, I, I would think if he's the best quarterback in the draft, if you put him back in the draft, which, you know, people hate doing that, but if you drop him back in the draft, Jeremy, I think you could get a – you could bamboozle somebody for a low one, you know, nah, even if it's not one? this year. Nah, mm-hmm. I, it you just don't think happen. so? No. Nah. Because the, the sheen is off. And, and there's whispers of him not doing so great in practice over two years. Like, I just don't think you could get a Then he'd be coming time. up for a second if, contract. Even if it did work out, you wouldn't really have a rookie window with him. Yeah, I think he has value. But a first-round pick would be steep because it's, it's just two years retroactive from when it happened. I just, yeah, it'd be tough. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, Patriots got a second-round pick for him, and he had a lot of buzz around him as being the future. And they couldn't get a first for him in New England. So I just don't see them getting the same for love. So what do you see? Like, what could you get? Right, mid round pick, mid round, third, maybe third, third, third round, yeah. Wow, Jeremy I mean, he's got he's got a lot of upside. Jeremy Fowler, ladies and gentlemen, hmm. and by the way, we have our mock draft nine a.m. Packers are on the clock today, boys. Ooh, we also need a caller for to to, to draft for the Titans pick tomorrow, right on the show eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. If you want to pick for the Titans on, during tomorrow's mock draft, it's nine a.m. every day. We make four more picks, Jeremy. Here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thank you, Jeremy Fowler, as always. Thanks, guys. All right, we started the conversation with uh, Debo. Would the Packers be an option for Debo? Is that closer to home? Uh, Or the 49ers just not going to trade him in the conference, right? Mm -hmm. All right, Key, we got your top five Mm -hmm. new quarterback wide receiver duos to Mm -hmm. watch. Oh, I'm writing these down. These real rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Take it away, Key. Number five. These are guys that have have not played 16 games together and they're now forming a duel on different on the same team when they were on different teams except for one number five as he mentioned Mitchell Trubisky and Chase Claypool when you think about Trubisky coming over from Buffalo almost said Chicago coming over from Buffalo and grabbing Chase Claypool all of a sudden this is a special tandem in my eyes Claypool big receiver that can run out of Notre Dame We've seen many, many flashes of him that he could excel at a high level. Mitch Trubisky, on the other hand, in Chicago, led a team to the playoffs twice. He has some ability. I know a lot of people don't think he does, but I think he does within his Pittsburgh Steelers system. Number four. Number four, Tyreek Hill and Tua Tonga-Valea. I think I said that right. But <laughs> if I didn't, oh, well. Now here you go. Tyreek Hill, an explosive wide receiver coming over from Kansas City. Look. He's going to get frustrated at times, but this duo can still make magic. You don't have to go vertical all the time with Tyreek Hill. He can put the football in his hands in the short, immediate area. He can take it the distance. Number three. 
Hadn't seen Deshaun Watson in a long time, but the Cleveland Browns acquired Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys along with uh, Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans. You put this two tandem, put these two together as a tandem, imagine what you can get. Both are former pro bowlers. The last time we saw Deshaun Watson, he was one of the top three receivers in the National Football League. And Amari Cooper has always been, in my opinion, a top ten receiver in the National Football League. Number two. Number two, oh, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. New Orleans, the Bayou, the New Orleans Saints. This is a little nepotism, Jay. We're talking <laughs> about my nephew, Michael Thomas, coming back off injury. Nephew-tism. Along, that, that's correct. <laughs> Along with Jameis Winston. They haven't played much together, but they've been in uniform and on the same team over the last several years. Mikey will be back healthy. I can't wait to watch this tandem go to work. Number one. In the number one tandem in all of the National Football League, pairing two former college teammates together in Devontae Adams coming over from Green Bay, joining the Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr. If they're going to make magic in Las Vegas, believe me. So go bet on it, Jay. These two paired in with Waller and Renfro, and you got something special with Edwards on the outside and Jacobs in the backfield. I look for big numbers out of these two. All right. Um, I, I think I, it's a good I, list. I think there I, was some nephewism there, though. I have a big right. Absolutely. Yeah, a little bit. I, Why would not? No, because they, they belong on the list. I just wouldn't have them at two, but they belong on the list for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, that's well, not my big right. But, I'm okay. You, and by the way, it ain't you know your nephew, ain't your nephew that would knock them down a little bit. The weakness you know there why? is the comeback you, quarterback. But, you know why this list is the way that it is? Is hmm. because when I look at the offenses and how systems are run, right, who are the main targets at the receiver position sure, yeah. for these units? Well, Mikey's going to be the main target for the New Orleans Saints, no question about it. Devontae Adams, the main target for the Las Vegas Raiders. Tyreek Hill, the main target for the Miami Dolphins. Amari Cooper, Cleveland Browns. Claypool, Pittsburgh Steelers. These are the main targets. But you also could talk about some some quarterback-receiver combinations that hadn't played together. But look at the offense that they're running. It's not going to be a pass-happy offense for some of them. Teacher Johnson, I have a question. Yes. Teacher, yes, sir. Yes. Are you calling on me? I'm here. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I just, I'm very curious about the disrespect on this show to Russell Wilson. I don't understand how Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton can't be together on this list. And Mitchell Trubisky, a guy we haven't seen play for a full year. I know he's been with Brian Dable in Buffalo. I know what the rumors are about where he plans on when going he was, with Pittsburgh, it down the what field he was. Wasn't his forte. But I've also seen him in Chicago, and I don't understand. Russell Wilson has one down year pretty much because he has injury, and also he comes to Denver, and we're not going to have him at least number five on Key's real rankings. Like, well, what, what's what am I seeing here? Tell me, tell, tell me, I'm crazy. Well, what I what you're uh, thinking yep, about, yep. Jay? Oh, um, that was my student voice. Yes. First of all, the Denver Broncos are a heavy run-oriented team. They rush for about 1,900 yards on offense and running the ball. So they're not going to allow Russell Wilson to cook. Cortland Sutton has been just a, you know, at times just a, a decent receiver in the league, nothing special, not eye-popping at all. Now, maybe that's due to the quarterback play that people felt that the Denver Broncos had in the past. I don't see it that way. You could have very easily but, added Russell Wilson Key, to this list. Yeah, no Chase Claypool has not been the most. Uh, you talk about accountable, not the smartest guy on the field, too. Now, well, I'm I mean, not got, talking about. I'm I not mean, talking I, about his yeah, brains yeah. or anything like that. Talking about just sheer <laughs> talent. <laughs> I'm just talking about his ability. If you watched him a couple years ago, very explosive, several hundred yard games, taking it to the house on a number of occasions. So 
I like what Pittsburgh balance in terms of Pittsburgh's balance. They like to run the football, but they also like to play action passing, and they also like to throw the football to the receivers. If you think about who else was there in the past, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Claypool, Johnson, this is something that Pittsburgh likes to do is put the football in the air. I don't know if you're – you made me believe you it with everything You just don't else. like – Mitch Trubisky, and that's I okay. Just, uh, yeah, I just you, don't. You're I a Chicago know. guy. Who likes who you, less? Who likes who less? Jay with Trubisky or you with Russell Wilson, Key? That's the question here. <laughs> I lo- no, oh, I, I love Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I love Russell Wilson. Do you love him? I do. do you love him? Man, I love him and Sierra. No question about it. <laughs> Why you I'm just giving you a package deal. What's that guy? <laughs> well, I mean, it's his wife. It's a package deal. Speaking of tandem. When have you ever – wait, look, Jay. When have you ever seen – Russell and not Sierra. Yeah, I saw her with the footwork at the little football dress. <laughs> yeah, so come on, man. He teach her how to do everything with Let's football. talk about the most <laughs> dynamic tandems. <laughs> but I could have added Matt Ryan and, and, and along with Michael Pittman Jr. on that list if I choose to do so. But, again, I don't think that they're going to let Matty Ice air it out like that with Michael Pittman Jr. because it's a run-heavy team. And they're, they're going to learn but from their mistakes. This- isn't a year that, ago, isn't Carson that the same Wentz. with Pittsburgh though? Like, is Pittsburgh going to let Mitchell Trubisky oh, air it out? I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to do the same one. things they've always done. Key, haven't is, you been on teams where mm-hmm. it's run first so that your numbers, Keyshawn Johnson, the receivers' numbers ain't going to pop, but your presence on the team still has an effect on the course of the game? Absolutely, right? absolutely. So, so, would you say that bringing Russell Wilson in as a quarterback? has an effect on the game in, in conjunction with his best receiver, even if it doesn't show up in the stats or doesn't seem as dynamic to fans, that can make the whole offense better. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. But we haven't – first of all, we hadn't seen them together. And what is this offense truly really going to be about? Is it going to be about Russell or is it going to be about their strength and what they've done over the last couple years, which is run the ball extremely heavy and play defense? That is when Russell Wilson was at his best and had the most success in terms of longevity, Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl appearing, is when he had a team that had a strong defense and they ran the ball, lights out, and he had made a handful of throws that made so, you go wild. So, Key, what that you're saying really quickly, because I know we have to go to break, is that you trust, obviously, Mike Tomlin way more than you trust Nathaniel Hackett with the offense that they're actually going to be building for Pittsburgh. That's what you're saying. Man, I, I don't know nothing about Nathaniel Hackett other than he right. calls okay. the plays yeah, for the Jacksonville Jaguars Understood. and had Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't even think there was real bad nephewtism here, man. I, I now, absolutely. I, no, I barely. I would put Jameis and Michael Thomas, like, I, I would put them third instead of second, but that's that. I don't think you even did. I, I mean, that's real. That's a real tandem. Once again, we are seeing coaching malpractice Ooh. by one of the top 15 coaches of all time. Lies, lies, Malpractice lies, is used lies. intentionally there. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA awesome. playoffs are on ESPN Radio. You got to run errands. Damn. You got to go somewhere. You don't have to miss anything. Tune in tonight as the Suns host the Pelicans. Fly, Pelican, fly. It's like a nervous tick. Key. I can't help it, man. Ever since they changed the name. Fly, Pelican. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Guys, listen to Joel Embiid at the Sixers postgame presser. I've been saying all season since he got here, you know, he just needs to be aggressive and he, he needs to be himself. Um, you, know, that's, you know, that's not really my job. Um, you know, that's probably on coach uh, to, you know, talk to him and tell him to, you know, take more shots, uh, especially if they're going to guard me the way they've been guarding. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's really not my job. He, of course, is James Harden. Jay seems to be going at his running mate, and his coach at the same time there, Embiid. We'll get into Doc Rivers in a second. This is what I'm not going to take from Joel Embiid. Stop pointing the damn finger, man. Like, have some accountability. You and James Harden did not not lead your team last night at all. You guys were returning to the crib. You came out flat in the ball game, and you didn't play with a sense of urgency. So, first and foremost, like, you didn't play well. James needs to play better. I get how we're going to go to the pressure on Doc Rivers, and I get adjustment-wise what was happening last night because there is a part of him that's right. But let the media, let other people say that. You stop saying what Doc Rivers needs to do and focus on your damn self. But if you're asking me what I saw on the court last night, I mean, Nick Nurse is running circles around Doc Rivers. Nick Nurse has spread open the offense and they were five out driving and literally attacking off threes and off the dribble. So, look, I hear what he's saying, but I, I'm tired of hearing that from players in general. Just own that you guys came out flat and that you guys need to be better. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to go back to Philly for game seven. I mean, I, Toronto's going to get the game at home, and then you're going to come back, and it's going to be a game seven scenario and a closeout game for Philadelphia with the pressure on Doc Rivers and the pressure on Joel Embiid with a hurt thumb, Key. Is, but but is that – is he wrong? Like, is he wrong about Doc? Is he wrong about James Harden? Like, is he – they acquired James Harden. He was supposed to be the missing piece, according to – even to you, you once told me, um, and this is not a slight to you, but you once educated me and told me this could be the most formidable pick-and-roll tandem that you've ever seen. And we haven't seen any of that, right? I mean, that's – and so when I start to think about that, is he wrong about – what he's saying about Doc. Is he wrong what he's saying about James Harden? Take more shots. Be the James Harden that we see in the regular season and the one that we remember in Houston taking Golden State down to the wire in game seven. But That's Key, the guy that we want to see. But, Key, you and I know how to play this game, man. Like, how you play this game is, hey, do you need more from James Harden? Yeah, we need James Harden to be a superstar. 
Well, yeah, of course, when we, but of like, course, when my, when but we why, are having a conversation with the media. Yeah, but why go into a, a detailed breakdown coaching. of bringing it back to Doc Rivers to say, well, you need to ask Doc about that. Doc needs it. Like, why? Like, you can just make a flat comment if you wanted to dead the subject matter and be like, look, yeah, we need James Harden to be a superstar. But this this may be this may be a – That's why I said it's happened multiple times now. That's this what I'm saying. This time. may be the same thing that we've seen in the past, whether it was with the Clippers or, or last year when they got bounced and Doc was kind of pointing the finger at a few players, including Ben Simmons. So this is just something that well, I just happens, that- it feels like, in Philadelphia – or, or wherever Doc goes, let's Jay, say can that. I, can I take the same facts that you're presenting or the same idea and put it into the context of a larger story that's kind of pro-Embiid for a second? Sure. <clears throat> Embiid, maybe what we're seeing is the evolution of a champion, if it, if it ends up that way. He comes into the league, he's third overall because he's hurt, right? Or else he'd be first. He picks up basketball later in life. He's extremely talented, obviously dedicated, becomes a great player. But the injuries slow him down early. First, he has to figure out a way to overcome that. Then he has to, and part of that is by being in better shape, which the injuries make difficult for him to get in shape, but he figures it out and he does it. Then it's, you know, Shaq and them say, you got to dominate all the time. And then he gets to that place, right? And, and step by now you're talking about, okay, but you got to be accountable in a different way. Don't finger point, whatever. Maybe what we're seeing is the next step, like maybe he's not there all the way yet, but he's, he's an MVP caliber player, all that kind of stuff in the evolution of a guy who might be champ pretty soon. But you're having two conversations. Like, the Doc Rivers conversation is by itself. I don't need to hear that from him. Dude averaged 31 and 12. He's in the MVP conversation. He had 20 and 10 last night. I don't care that you have a hurt thumb. Like, he was even passive last night. So my thing is, be aggressive. Like, this is closing time. You're up 3-0. You're at home. So I, I don't want to hear excuses about, well, you got to ask, you know, Doc about James. Like, no more excuses from anybody. You're in the playoffs now. Yeah, but no, 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 I, I hear you. I'm saying, but maybe that is the, la- is a, is the next thing for him to the step in the yeah, integrate yeah, on his way to being a champ. He looks like he, he's that kind of guy. But champions don't do this, Max. Thank you. Yeah. That's what they I'm saying. Thank you, you know, Key. That's my whole point. They don't go. Yeah. They just don't. Champions don't. They just figure out a way to make it work. We yeah, questioned yeah. Coach Budenholzer a lot last year during their championship run. You know who I didn't hear anything from Giannis. about Coach Bud? Giannis. Giannis. Exactly my yeah. point. Yeah, maybe I'm saying Embiid, maybe this is the final step in his evolution, yeah. the next level of accountability and, and, and responsibility and not yeah. finger point. I hope so because if they win it, when they win in Toronto, they come back to Philly, everybody's going to be tight. Jay says the Nets should run it back with KD and Kyrie, but change one big thing. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.